Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversations. Real people, real conversations. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Woo! Another long beat. Another, another long week. Mm. In the book. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to get it started, though. You know? I tell you what. Uh, down here, fall has wasted no time showing up because it has been cold today. It yes, was cold up here as well. Yeah, fall ain't playing around, man. I think it's going to be a very, 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 very cold winter, so be prepared. Be prepared. But in case you didn't know, listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron, the one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of myself and my son, and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 68 in season two of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you listen to live, we appreciate the love. If you listen to the archive, we appreciate that too. Just want to say thank you for all the love everybody out there showing towards the show. Man, I don't know if you had a chance to check the stats, but um, you know, we've been we've been pretty consistent on the listens, you know. Okay, good. So yeah, we uh we're doing our thing. Yeah, um the last couple months have been very good for us, I will say that. But uh it is October sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Hoping everybody's enjoying their day. Hope everybody had a good weekend. I know we keep moving around at times, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes, man. You just gotta, you gotta make it yeah, happen. Yeah. You know. Uh, before we go on, can I just say that uh, my boy's got another win this weekend? You know. Good, good, good. So if y'all are in the area, and yeah, you watch the Rex and Leaf. Okay, my boys have not lost a game since the first one. So when the first five one of them, he ain't playing around. Man. He's not playing around. Mm-hmm. At this point, 
at this point, uh, it's nothing to make me think that we're not going to win this championship. We just got to stay focused, make sure we keep teaching the kids the right things, making sure we keep making the right calls as coaches, uh, keep getting better every single week. I think we should be good to go because uh, from what I've seen, nobody has anything for us, man. <laughs> we, we, I'll tell you what, man, we, we've been blessed. We've been uh-huh. blessed with some very, very ta- some talented kids. And the funny thing is this. A lot of our kids, excuse me if I'm a little stuffy, but, you know, my allergies still bothering me. But uh, a lot of the kids on our team are um, first-year players that okay. have never played tackle. They've never played tackle football. Now, they may have played uh, flag football because they have a flag football league as well, but they've never played ta- right. uh, tackle football. So it's been awesome to kind of see, like, um, the progression from when we were doing the conditioning in the summer up until now. You know, it's, and I, also I would say the progression has been good amongst as far as coaches too, because I think um, uh, you know me and my man, my man Jordan, we got a lot a lot better since the beginning of the season. Um, him as a head coach and me, I'm just I'm just his backup. You know what I mean? Offense mm-hmm. coordinator, coordinator and defense coordinator. I just make it happen on the field for him. He, he gave me the vision, mm-hmm. I, I put it in play. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, the kids have certainly come a long way. Um, let me tell you this. I, I'll just say this. Okay. Now, the main thing we needed to work on in, in the beginning was the offense because we were just sloppy. And we weren't – the blocking was terrible. We weren't able to, you know, basically get our skill players to do anything. So that's that's been our main focus throughout the whole season It's just constantly tuning up the offense, Right. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, we really haven't worked on defense in practice. The, the only time we usually get to the defense is right before the game. We'll say this is where, you know, we're lining up, make sure everybody's in the right place. You know, you do this at your position, you do this at your position, let's just do it, right? So, that, that's been the game plan so far, right? Right. I would say over the past – all right, since, since the first game, right, Let's just take the first game out of this. So all the games that we've won, I would say that all five teams combined haven't gotten more than 100 yards rushing on us. Wow. Wow. I'm trying to tell you, bro. When I say our defense is ridiculous, my boys are no joke on defense. First of all, here's the thing. This is a league where – um, you don't do a lot of passing, you know, because the kids just aren't at that level yet, okay? Right. So if you can't run the ball, it's going to be a very, very long day, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. The reason, te- the reason teams can't run on us is because, okay, we, 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 run, we run a 3-5-3 defense, which means we've got three okay. down linemen, five linebackers, uh, a safety in two corners, okay? Mm-hmm. So we got two of our fastest players as outside linebackers. We got our most skilled player as middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And then we got straight dogs on the front line. 
fighting. Can if now one person on the front line you can block one on one guaranteed every every single mm-hmm. play you will not block any one of those players one on one that's how good they are up front mm-hmm. it's crazy we, I'm talking about like mm-hmm. eight to ten year olds man this this is eight to ten wow. year olds this ain't this ain't like season you know thirteen year olds they've been playing football for a while we got like one or two kids that have played like all the way up until this point. But these are this is these are like ten years. Matter of fact, I will tell you straight up, on the on the offensive on the defensive line, our our right defensive end, he's ten years old, our left defensive end is nine years old, and I think the, the nose tackle is either ten or eleven. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I say they are beast, they are beast. So one, you can't you can't run up the middle because nobody can block no one on one. They'll stop it every single time. When you try to mm-hmm. run around the outside, they put they pursue the ball to their side like crazy, and then we got the, one of our fastest players at outside linebacker. So you can't run on us. <laughs> you can't. The only way that you will move the ball is if either you hit us, you try to do a misdirection on us to get us out of place, or you pass the ball. And if you pass it, we taking the ball away because we got about three interceptions on the season. Okay. So my thing is this. If we can do what we need to do on offense, there's not a team in this league that's going to beat us because you cannot score on us. You can't. We, if we don't turn the ball over, there is no way you are going to score unless we just we shoot ourselves in the foot, whether it be penalties, mm-hmm. whether it be turnovers, something like that. That's how, that's how amazing this defense came out to be. It's crazy, man. I, I would have never thought in a million years. Never. Never. Wow. We are shutting wow. teams down. Matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, yeah, all our, all all the games we won have been shutouts. The team, no one, the team hasn't scored. That's crazy. Now that I think about it, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing for a startup team. That's amazing. It's ain't that crazy? Like this, like we sit there. Like matter of fact, me and my my boy was talking today. He's a head coach. We were talking today. And it's just like, he was like, man, I think you got something special, man. I was like, yo, I agree. I agree because we would have never thought that the defense, the defense alone would be like this. So to stumble upon something like that, it's just, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. I don't know, but I'm very, I'm very proud of the boys too. Yeah, it sounds I'm very, very good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. So I'm very proud of them. Um, yeah, we got our our next game coming up this Saturday. Matter of fact, we only got two more games, and that's the end of the season because the last week that's our bye week, and then we go straight into the playoffs. So mm. the way it, the way it looks to me, it looks like we're gonna. We're going throughout this regular season with just one loss. And okay. if, the star, if the stars align, it looks like that team that beat us in the beginning, we're going to see them in the playoffs. And I cannot wait. I cannot mm. wait. Because mm. when I say my boys, all they talk about is I want to play the Broncos again. That's the team that beat us. Every, every single okay. week, I can't wait to play the Broncos again. I can't wait to play the Broncos again. I was like, you know what, little man, me either. Because – we need that. We need that L back. 
Because we could have won that game. If we were better prepared, we would have won that game for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But this, it was the first game for everybody. So, you know, we were a little out of place. Some people didn't show up on time. We didn't really have people in their positions where they can be most productive. It was it was still a filling out process, you know? Right. So, but, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm excited to see where it can go. Like I said, I think, I think we found something special. You know, all these kids are special. You know, I've, I, I think we've grown a bond, um, all of us together, man. It's just it's just cool, man. Like, I, I've always wanted to do something like this, and it's so awesome that it, you know, it turned out this way. So, try to keep it going, man. Hey, I'm happy for you guys, but, uh, being the coaches and the kids. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But that's all I really got going on on my side, man. I'm just, you know, coaching, doing my normal thing. What you got going on on your side, man? Well, I had uh, the past week was a kind of a rough week for us because one of our uh, officers in the uh, NAACP, the local the local branch, uh, uh, passed away early on early for a young man, forty three years old, and so uh, sad. His his son had just graduated uh, graduated from. Uh, high school and uh, just entered into the Army about five and a half weeks ago. So, and then he had to come back home to this uh, sad news. Uh, and right. uh, this was a, this young man's name was uh, David G. Barber Sr. And his son's name oh. was David G. Barber Jr. And, uh, uh, he was a good guy because we used to travel together uh, doing NAACP business. His son would travel with us, and we would room together and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's a big loss. We had a lot of uh, – quite a few dignitaries came out to pay their respects. Uh, we had judges. We had even our uh, congressmen uh, attended the uh, service and so forth. Uh, then uh, that was uh, Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday, I was invited to be a panelist on this uh, book signing that took place uh, up at Barnes and Nobles, and it was about uh, a book titled uh, "The Forgotten," and it, the author is Ben Bradley Jr. and it talked about Pennsylvania and how Trump. Uh, uh, won the presidency basically through Pennsylvania in this one county, the county in which we live in, Luzerne County, and the city, right. uh, Wilkes-Barre, uh, contributed mostly uh, to that uh, Pennsylvania win because Pennsylvania, uh, they concentrated on Pennsylvania, one, because I think Pennsylvania had the most uh, electoral votes of the three states. I think it, uh, Pennsylvania maybe Wisconsin and I think uh, Michigan. But Pennsylvania had the largest uh, electoral vote and so forth. So uh, I participated. I was on a panel with two other, well, not two other, but two Trump supporters, one male and one female. And I was the uh, the Democrat in the group. And uh, the author, uh, he... uh, he moderated uh, the discussion, the panel discussion, and so forth. And then after the panel discussion, uh, 
we took questions uh, from the audience, and uh, just and it, it was standing room only. So you you had 150 people at Barnes and Nobles, and you got a sense of uh, uh, you got a, a micro sense of basically what it felt like to be in Trump country among Trump supporters. Basically, uh, that's what I took away from it. The book. Um, I was one of the twelve people featured in the book. It's a good it's a good book in the sense of trying to uh give you some background into uh the type of people that were attracted. Uh but you see a lot of similarities in the stories. I mean any of us could be the call the forgotten. Uh anyone who who once worked in the uh manufacturing industry and the manufacturing jobs have left the country, uh, all of that kind of stuff there, uh, that doesn't apply to any one cultural group. That's any group that worked in the manufacturing industry and so forth. So right. that's what I found interesting about it was that, and they talked about the, the formation of the union and how unions were um, came about to help protect workers. And that's what I get into when we start talking about, you know, these regulations and rolling back regulations. Uh, I, I, I think most regulations are created out of necessity, out of safety. I don't think they just, I don't, well, from what I can see, uh, I don't see regulations just being thrown out there just for the sake of saying, let's make a regulation to do this. Let's make a regulation to do that. There, there are consequences or effects that may take place that causes those uh, regulations uh, to be thought about in the first place. So that's kind of what I took away from the book. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad uh, you, you know, from what I, from talking to you about it, it seems like you did well, um, you know, holding your own, because that could have went anyway, you know. <laughs> it was definitely something. It was definitely something. So I know you you knew that you would be you would be going there to you know participate in a possible discussion, but I I don't think that you believe that it would be that large or that many people would show up, um, or it would be in that type of setting, you know. Yeah, so, I think yeah. Cause, could have went uh, either way. Yeah, cause even matter of fact though, the one thing after the after the uh, after the uh, after the event was over. And your mother and I was heading back to the car. Uh, a young lady approached me, and she said she just basically was presenting uh, another view, and that she said she thought that she was just coming to a book signing. She did not yeah. think it would be the format that it was, you know. So right. I guess, I guess. Uh, I guess he probably did that to draw interest and so forth and to uh, to see uh, the perception that people get uh, as a result of the Trump victory. And, 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 I, and I didn't shy away from it. I think a lot of people somewhat feel emboldened, you know, uh, uh, and so forth. So I, mean, I didn't shy away from that, and I did say that I felt a lot of the followers – uh, maybe not all, but quite a, right. quite a few million <laughs> were just outright racist, bottom line, you know, to me. That's my perception. 
right. and so forth. So, and uh, that's what we dealt with. And we did. We talked about. Uh, they talked about well, for for blacks, uh, unemployment is is lower than it's ever been. But that was already uh, a trend that was started under under Obama, who came into right. office. With the country losing 800,000 jobs a month. I mean, unemployment, and we're talking about unemployment for maybe all Americans were at 10%, but for African Americans, unemployment, when it's 10%, it may be somewhere close to 17 or 18% for uh, black America. So uh, right. to to say that it has gone down because I believe when Obama left office, I believe it was already below, this is just for everyone, below 5%, and right. it, is, it was recorded the lowest in history. And I, and I acknowledge, I say, okay, you're the president at the time when it happens, so, yeah, you get to take credit for it, okay? So I understand all of that. So that's the way it went down. And I, like I said, I felt I... I, I help my own there, you know. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, because that can wait either way. You know, you yeah, I know you said that you know you have one or two people that you could tell was a little a little a little extreme, but yeah, it could have got to the point where somebody you know you had a whole bunch of crazies in there, then you know it could have went a whole different way. But I'm just glad it went it went well. Uh, you know, you were able to present your view. You know, at this point, and you know what. Um, I was say at this point, you know, you can't really like dance around the issue. You got to be straight up. So I, I appreciate you saying that you felt that a lot of them were racist, the ones that cast their vote. That's the truth. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of people feel, whether they want to believe mm-hmm. it or not. You know, at, at the end of the day, like I get that you may have different reasons for, um, you know, casting your vote for him, but you can't deny that there is a racial overtone to that whole campaign. And it still exists to this day. And, and, and just to uh, give you a, a, a further idea, there was only three people of color there. And those three people were your mother and myself and the TV reporter. We were the only three right. people of color that I, that I recall seeing. Oh, there was another Well, let me say this. There was another person, I don't know, of her ethnic origin, but she had the red hat cap on, Make America Great, and uh, yeah, so you had that. You had one person there uh, of of color uh, that was a uh, a supporter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, ain't no, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, you know, I wouldn't expect anything different. But at the end of the day, I'm just glad everything went well. Uh, you were able to present your view. Um, you got out there alive. It wasn't, they weren't too crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I definitely applaud it because, see, with me, I don't know if it's something I could do, man. Um, because, you know, depending on how the question comes out to me, I don't want to be too abrasive with my response. So well, I probably need know, to get, get a couple of those under my belt before I go ahead and jump into something like that. Well, you know, towards the end of the question and answer period, 
This is from the young lady with the with the red cap on. Basically, she she her attention was focused on me at that point, and she was making all of these comparisons to Obama about what did he do? Like Obama's responsible for all the crime that exists within this country in New Jersey, New York, Philadelphia, and even his hometown of Chicago. And uh, so but stupid. I said these, huh? That's so stupid. That's yeah, stupid I mean it's thing. like, and I tried to say, well, what I said in response was that the problems that we have did not just occur overnight. These things didn't all of a sudden just pop up. These problems have been around right. for years. And uh, and a friend, they say, oh, he had eight years. Eight years. Oh, so eight years is going to correct what's been a problem for generations. Right. And uh, so you, at that point, I think the, the author, who was the moderator, he seen where it was headed because – she was about to get it fired up. She was. And I was, right. you know, you know, after a while, as you said, your father did maintain his cool for the most part. And, uh, but I could have got, I could have got a little tested too, you know. See, me, once you just said that whole, like, he's responsible for the crime in, in all these different cities and stuff like that. I'm like, man, with all due respect, that's an asinine statement. I'm just going to, listen, we must stop beating around the bush. That statement was, was a, that was an asinine statement. It's stupid. What research do you have that proves that? Seriously. Let's just have this conversation mm-hmm. right now because this seems to be a narrative that comes up over and over. Again. You want to put the blame for all this, this crime and stuff going on across the country on one man. Like that hasn't existed before he even came into office. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. Yep. And how would you have felt? How would you have felt if my in office, all Obama did was focus basically on helping black communities? Then how? Then how would then, then you be saying, "Oh, all he cares about is his own people"? And you know what? By you just making that statement, that was exactly my response to her. If Obama had came into office and was having programs uh, directed at helping. African Americans, then there would have been a whole big issue behind that. You know, people would have been saying right. all kinds of things. And the other thing that I did get a chance to say as well, Ron, is that uh, Obama, when he came into office, he tried reaching across the aisle. But Mitch McConnell said his first priority was to make sure that Obama would be a one term president. So, right there, He's already staked out his ground, letting you know uh, the opposition that he poses towards you and so forth. So when I said that Obama tried to get the Republicans' input into the Affordable Care Act, and by the way, you all rebranded it, meaning Republicans, rebranded it, Obamacare. Why do you do that? Because the first thing you wanted people to hear was Obama's name, and once they heard his name, they didn't bother to listen to anything else. Right. So I felt good about myself being able to, like you say, you know, and I I guess that's what the author was trying to, uh, before before I accepted the invite, I think that's what he was trying to get, like, you know, you're not going to, 
you ain't get up there and say something different, right? Like you all of a sudden, you know, because you're surrounded by the people. Right. No, I, 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 I went there and I said it basically exactly what I said in the book and everything. So, right. you know, I think, and then uh, the people felt like um, that, uh, that I, 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 I did good to come into a crowd like that, understanding what right. I might be facing. And uh, matter of fact, your mother and I, we went to uh, pick up a copy of the book for you because they had him sign additional uh, autograph, additional books. Uh, okay. So when we went up there, we were able to purchase a, an autographed copy of the book from the author for you and our and, uh, and our in-laws. And uh, and I asked the guy. He said that was probably the most. Uh, the most amount of action and activity that has occurred in that bookstore, you know, since they've been up here, you know? Oh, that's crazy. So you, you brought the house down, man. Oh, yeah. We, and, and there was a few Democrats, a few Democrats who were yeah. like, they were kind of the rowdy ones. They were the ones that was, they were talking trash to, they were saying, because they, the, the the author was trying to get them to hold off until the question and answer period, but like they'd be just walking around the store, I guess, and browsing, and they seen this going on, and they just started shouting out, uh, you know, stuff like right. that, you know. So, uh, and, and 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 like you said, at any point, depending on uh, depending on just how civil the audience was, that could have definitely taken a wrong turn because even afterwards, a gentleman uh, approached your mother and I, who was a Republican, and he said uh, he said he appreciated that uh, we were able to have a civil conversation. Right. You know, so. Right. So, and like I said, you know, I'm glad that I went. I'm glad that I presented the views. Uh but uh, you get the impression that, uh, like, these things, the, the, the loss of manufacturing job only affects one cultural group. No, it affects anyone that worked in those jobs. And not only that, they talk about, right. they talk about crime. So we are affected by crime, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So all of those things uh, affect all of us, all of us. You know, we're not immune to any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah, I, I can already tell I wasn't ready. I, I would not be ready for something like that. <laughs> I already know. And you know you, what? You heard my response. I listen, man. That was a dumb well, statement. Uh, Seriously. I know you're like you're like your mom. You like your mom. Yeah. Uh, you you have you. That's one thing you did get from her. You know. Uh, she she don't back down and you know and I'm a little more uh, uh, I guess somewhat moderate or whatever you know but, but you have your mother's fire I, I I give you that yeah you know I, I wasn't always like that it was, you know it was a time I would say when I was younger I more or less was it's like it was like almost like a fantasy world where you wanted everything to be kumbaya. You want everybody to be cool with everybody, yeah. and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of that. That's the, but you know, as you get older, man, you just realize that some people are just who they are. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you start you, you start to figure out people's personalities because you've encountered it um, so many times as you get older. And I'm at the point now where I just have a low tolerance for stupid people, man. That, that's just me. Yeah. Like, I have a low – like, if anything – these are the things that get on my nerves the most. Mm-hmm. Traffic and stupid people. Oh, man, don't, don't even go there. Hey, man, you ought to listen to your mom when we're in the car. Oh, I know she be dropping F-bombs all over the place. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 I hate traffic, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. She 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 be going off, man. And I I told her one time, I said, hey, I said, you act like you the only person on the road. <laughs> yeah. But, but, Ron, one thing I will say is that yeah. have you ever known us to teach you uh, about Hating people. We never did that. I, my parents never did that. Uh, right. And you, we, we let you go out there in the world on your own and see for yourself. And when things happen that you may not have understood, we try best to explain it to you. But we don't sit up yeah. in our house and give lessons on how to be a racist or how to... Uh, hate people and things of that nature. We felt that you would go out there, and if you had an experience different from that that we had, then all the better for it. But when you did have an right. experience that we could somehow identify with, then we were there to try and explain to you uh, why you were having that experience. And uh, and so that's that's what I want to really. Uh, get across is that no family just, uh, uh, well, at least not that I'm aware of, uh, no family that I'm part of that just say, hey, look, just just because these people are who they are, just hate them, just outright hate them. Right. No, we never did right. anything like that. Yeah, that's, just, that's something we weren't raised around. I was never raised like that. I've always let somebody show me who they were, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, you know sometimes sometimes you can identify the idiots from far away. So I just I just stay I just stay away then. But um, yeah, I never let anybody get close to me too fast. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. I gotta I gotta fill them out for a while. I gotta do my research on them before I can even you know because when I'm a friend of somebody, I'm loyal. That's that's one thing. That's one of my qualities. Like if we are friends, trust and believe, we are friends for life. We may not even talk all the time, but if you need me, I'm going to do my best to try to be there. Or if there's something that's important going on and you want me there, I'm going I'm to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just that's that's who I am. So I take that very seriously. Like, loyalty, and once you cross me one time, like, that's, that's just it. Like, I don't, I don't really need nothing else to do with you after that because I know I would never and do that. That's, yeah, that's me, and, and, like, again, that's your mother. Your mother. She's like that too. Like if she's your friend, she's your friend. All that kind of stuff. And I'm like right. pretty much the same way. But what I, I I'm more or less I'm I do observations. I make observations. Observe people as they interact around me. You know, and in most of and I'm, I've been fortunate most of my life that uh the people that I seem to gravitate to have interests that are similar to mine. 
you know? Yeah. And, uh, and even when I was in high school, man, I can go back as far as then, like, we, we had people, like, you always had what they call the Duke of the school. You know, like the guy you don't want to get into anything. But for some right. reason, he wanted to be my friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yep. so yep. I had a good relationship with them. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way, man. I get along with everybody because, you know, as long as we show each other the respect, then, you know, we cool, man. Now, we ain't got to be yeah. best of friends, but we can associate, you know. We can associate. Yeah. We, you know, I got, I got a lot of people I associate with. I don't necessarily consider them friends. But, right. you know, we have a conversation and stuff, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's yep. funny how we – it just seems like that's in our family now. For some reason, people like to come up and just talk to us, man, for, like, they tell us their whole life. And I'll be sitting there like – yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. They do. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe we're the, uh, maybe we're, our ancestors were the ancient griots. That's who we, maybe that's where we come from, man, where we spread okay. the word. With a, with uh-huh. a messenger. Uh, okay. Maybe, I that's, maybe that's where we come from. But, for those who listen in, if you want to join the conversation, it's uh, Real People, Real Conversations, Provocation. I messed that all up, but got it out somehow. Give us a call at uh, 516-418-5467 or hit us up on Twitter at the underscore provocation. And that's with an A and not an A. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, let me get this out of the way real quick. Let me, let me get this out of the way real quick. <laughs> uh, you already know what it is, man. I know what it is, man. So, yeah, so this this is kind of this is what I feel like as far as the Giants the Giants season. Oh right now. hell no! <laughs> That's what I feel like right now, man. Uh huh. Because myself is every single. I say, Ron, you know what? Don't get too hyped up about the team. Let's get into the season. See how it play out. I say, okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Then I see the then I see the playoff game where Saquon Barkley's first run went for fifty yards, and I said, "Oh, it's going to be a great season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great season." And although Saquon Barkley has not disappointed by any means at all, that boy is as advertised. Trust and believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we are terrible. <laughs> we were terrible, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I honestly can't say that we're terrible. We just don't know how to win. Let's just say that. Let's say that. Right. Because it's not like it's not like the games are painful to watch. It's not like it's like that. But it's just like we don't know how to win, and we keep shooting ourselves in the foot, man. Um, it's a lot of a lot of blame to go around. They want to talk about uh, they didn't gave Odell the money, and now you know he he doing all this talking and blah 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 and that. Man, at the end of the day, um. You see what happens when he get the ball in his hands. That's that's just what it is. And for somebody mm-hmm. to sit here and act like he's not an elite athlete, that's ridiculous. Now here's the thing: Odell Beckham is a wide receiver. Uh, he don't get the ball unless the quarterback passes it to him. Am I am I not right? Right. So, you know, I, I love the Giants, man. But sometimes, uh, what's his name, John Mara, who's who's the owner? You know, sometimes he got to chill out, man, because he talking about some. He wished that Odell would do more playing on the field than he does talking off the field, right? Now, he came out and said this today. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if that was maybe yesterday, one of these days. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do you not realize that he is a wide receiver? And in order for him to show out, the quarterback has to get him the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm just a fan. I take, I take football very seriously. Now, I'm fortunate. This is like a lot more complicated than what it looks. Right. And kind of a rude awakening. This, this is just with, you know, peewee football. So I can imagine how it is in the NFL, you know? Mm-hmm. But back to three games, I can go back to maybe four times where Odell Beckham should have, was wide open, should have had a touchdown, and Eli just didn't get him the ball. So the person who needs to be performing better on the field – in my personal opinion, is Eli Manning. And at this point, I just think it's, it's, it might be his time, man. It might be just time to move on at this point, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I love Eli, but, you know, we can't keep making excuses for him at this point. Yeah, I, I, I get I, it that he took us to two Super Bowls. Like, at the end of the day, um, I would give him maybe one of those Super Bowls. The other, other one, I would say that was on the defense, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, but he just, we can't keep making excuses. You know, the the, the, past, the thing for the past couple of years was like, oh, the offensive line is terrible, this and this and that. And, yes, the offensive line is not that great, but there are a lot of teams in this league who do not have elite offensive lines and the quarterback is still productive, i.e. Aaron Rodgers, because that offensive line has been great for a long time, and Aaron Rodgers is still killing people every single Sunday. And, yeah, because I watched that game last night, and, and he's a beast. They came from behind, you know. You first of all, if you got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you are never out the game. That's simple, simple. Yeah, that's it. You mm-hmm. you have never heard you have never heard anybody say that about the Giants. Maybe one season, <laughs> one season where Eli had a bunch of comebacks. That was it. But you've mm-hmm. never heard of nobody in the world say, man, they always got a chance because they got Eli Manning. No, you don't hear that. You don't hear that. So we paying him a lot of money. Uh, we spent a lot of money this offseason to put things around him to make him better. And he's just not getting it done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they, they, you know, to, to I get be it. honest about it, yeah, I, I was saying to be honest about it. Uh, I know during the uh, during the during the uh, during the draft, I know you were still you were still somewhat supportive of Eli because you felt uh, they needed to get the running back over uh, a quarterback, and uh, yes. because you felt that by having the running back, that would take some of the pressure off of Eli. Right. And uh, yeah, so and this is this is something that you have evolved to uh, seeing that that may uh, uh, that Eli may actually be the problem. That I mean, that's, that's why I see it right now, man. Because okay, mm-hmm. so like I said, the narrative over the past couple of years is that the offensive line has been diminishing, so he hasn't been he hasn't been good. Now. Right. I will admit there are there were areas of the offensive line that were bad due to injuries, 
due to you know just bad draft picks or whatever like that that didn't shake out. I admit that, mm-hmm. but it's at the point now where we can't keep blaming the offensive line because there are teams that have the same issue who have supposed to be lower tier quarterbacks than Eli Manning who are still outperforming him at the quarterback position. Yeah. Now, don't don't sit there like and let the stats fool you. They're gonna say, Oh, Eli got seventy percent, he connected on seventy percent of his passes. Well that's cool when they all under five yards. You know what I'm saying? Where where's the where's he taking the risk? You gotta you have arguably the number one wide receiver in the league and you ain't throwing you ain't throwing deep balls with to him one on one trusting him to go get it? Are you serious? Right. Mm-hmm. The man got to come out and basically, in an interview, basically say that you ain't really got it no more for you to do it the one game. Go deep. And what you do? Mm-hmm. You go deep, and what does he do? He comes up with the touchdown. This is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So, I don't know if it's Eli being shell-shocked. Uh, maybe the reason he don't get hurt is because he don't take any hits. Maybe that's the reason. You know? Mm-hmm. A lot of quarterbacks mm-hmm. are willing to stand in there and take that hit to deliver the ball. Sometimes you got to do that. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I see Eli do that, man. Eli at the point now where he either, as soon as, as soon as he feel a hand on him, he is falling down, or he doing that little weak ass spin move and then falling down right afterwards. That's where he at right now. Mm-hmm. Or he fumbling the ball. Mm-hmm. Or he fumbling the ball. And how many games have there been? where he hasn't thrown at least one interception. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's almost not even a giant game unless he throws one interception. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. He came out this week, mm-hmm. the, first, the first drive. Matter of fact, the first play, he throws the interception. Mm-hmm. The first pass play. Mm-hmm. So... At this point, listen, man, Giants got to do this, okay, because we six games in, and we one in five right now. So it ain't too much, like, it really ain't too much uh, wiggle room at this point. So you got to figure out what you're going to do, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, you done had Eli for six games. He basically only, the, the offense has only scored over 30 points in one game, and we still lost the game, okay? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You got you got a kid that you drafted out the fourth round this year, a quarterback out of uh, out of Richmond, who a lot seems pretty decent. Uh, he looked he looked decent in the preseason. I think you got to give him a shot. I think at this point, what you got to lose? What you got to lose at this point? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think they'll do it this week because I ain't heard nothing about it. But I think they lose right. another game. I mean, what do you have to lose? Are you going to keep Eli all season again just to not see what you have behind him? And then you're going to draft the quarterback? Right, right. In yeah. The, in the upcoming draft? And then, you feel what I'm saying? You like, gotta, it, doesn't, gotta, it doesn't make sense. No. You got to do sense. something. You got to try different things to see uh, if you can put together some type of a winning combination. And if it means right. maybe that will make him focus more if he if he was to be seated and so forth, and then he'd see that he, especially if the person comes there replaces him, 
comes and performs, and when, on top of it, that will put more pressure on him to perform. See, cause the, the biggest, the, the main advantage that the kid behind him has over him is that mm-hmm. he will, the kid will move around in the pocket, and the kid will yeah, run if he needs to. That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that could be I extremely you, big for this offense. Yeah, I think you, know? you got to have somebody. To me, to me, today's quarterback has got to be mobile. You know. Right. And in the pocket, and uh, because if you just gonna, they know you're gonna stay there. They know you're gonna stay right. there. So you know, so you gotta, you gotta be a, a threat some other way. Just like I was, like I said, I was watching the game last night, and there, and, and the Aaron Rodgers ran for a first time. You know, yeah, so that's you, on a bump knee. That's on a bump yeah. knee. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, listen. At, at the quarterback position, you got to have balls, man. It's as simple as that. That's it. You you playing at the highest level. You talking about guys that are like two hundred and something pounds or more flying full speed. Yep. And and on and on the defensive line, you talking about two seventy and up coming straight for you. You got to have balls, man. Like listen, sometimes you got to tuck it and run, or you got to stay in there, take the hit just to deliver the pass. Because right. That could be the glory. That could be the glory moment. That's what, that's the reason they pay you the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and Eli, mm-hmm. for him to be what a seventeen year veteran, he you can't be no flake no more, man. Like, come on, man. No, no. Come on, man. That, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Like, we're at the point now. We one and five, one and five. Um, mm. basically, if you lose another game, the season the season over with. The season over. I see, in my opinion, the season over right now. So this is the way mm-hmm. I look at it. Why not? Why not see what you got in a, in a young quarterback? You ain't got nothing to lose. You know. Uh, that way, if he ends up being something, that's better for you because now you got your future quarterback already on your team, and you can use the next mm-hmm. draft to just fill fill a bunch of holes. You ain't got to use the first pick on a quarterback or nothing. Or mm. maybe he's just decent. You know, he's doing enough to win. There ain't really no major quarterbacks coming out this year. Maybe you wait another year. Then you have another list of top quarterbacks ready to come out. Mm-hmm. You snatch up one then. But at this point, you cannot rely on Eli Manning. He is just not that guy no more. It's no excuses at this point. You're talking about, okay, let's, let's look at this. Okay. Now, you got Phillip Rivers, right? Came mm-hmm. out. The same matter of fact, Philip Rivers was actually the Giants' draft pick that year, and they ended up trading with the um, San Diego Chargers, right? In order to get Eli Manning, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at how Philip Rivers is playing this year, that boy is going off. So mm. it's no excuse. They, now their offensive line may be a little bit better. But he, they ain't got nowhere near the wide receiver threat that we got. They have decent wide receivers. There ain't no Odell Beckham on that team, you know. Mm-hmm. The running back is good, but I think our running back, even though he's a rookie, is better. There are no more excuses. And he's just as non-mobile as Eli Manning. But you know what he'll do? He'll stay in the pocket, take the hit just to deliver the pass, or he'll move around enough so he can create space or give his wide receivers more time. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Mm. He's the same age. 
came out the same time. There's no excuse for Eli at this point. No right. excuse. Mm-hmm. So, I love Eli Manning. You know, I appreciate the time he's been with the Giants. I appreciate, this is what I appreciate about Eli. I appreciate mm-hmm. that we were able to have him healthy every single game because not a lot of teams mm-hmm. can say that. Right. Not a lot of teams can say that their starting quarterback, who they had for, you know, 17 years, has never gotten hurt or missed the game due to injury. Mm-hmm. Not many teams can say that. Right. But for that type of stability, the numbers just don't add up. Yeah, we got two Super Bowls. But let me, let me ask you this question, right? See, let's see what I compare it. Imagine if now Aaron Rodgers has been the, uh, the past quarterback for, for a while now, right? But he's missed, like, serious times, uh, seasons mm-hmm. here and there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers was healthy for every single game that he played for the Packers? Mm-hmm. Do you know what his stats would look like right now? Mm. I mean, come on, it would be ridiculous. Look at mm. look at Tom Brady's stats, right? Look at Tom Brady's stats. Right. Some some consider him the goat, the greatest of all time, right? Mm-hmm. He missed a whole season one time. Okay, he he was out a whole sixteen games, right? And he's missed games mm-hmm. here and there. Can you imagine if Tom Brady was healthy every single game he played for the Patriots? Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? You can say that about Eli Manning, and his stats are still what they are. I think mm-hmm. he, I, I think he leads, he leads the NFL in all-time history for, for interceptions thrown, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing he leads the NFL in. That's crazy. And you, he's never been hurt. He's never missed a game. Mm. So that's all I'm saying, man. Like I said, as a Giants fan, I always love you a lot, man. I appreciate the moments, uh, especially that first that, uh, Super Bowl in 2007 when he broke free from mm-hmm. the tackle and threw the pass. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate those moments, but he is just not the guy. This is a different era. This is a different era of football. And what makes it even worse is that it's this, man. One, he's taking up about $20 million towards the cap. That's a lot of money. It's mm. a lot of money. Okay, $20 million, mm-hmm. you're paying this person, and he ain't performing. Okay, that's number one. Um, two, you know, we, we spent a lot of money on getting this defense to where it is. You feel me? Right. Um, a lot of these players only have like two more years left on their contract. Some of mm-hmm. our top defensive players. Mm-hmm. So how long are you going to ride the Eli wave and then waste that time? You got to win now. Mm-hmm. You got to win now. Yeah. Matter of fact, what you got to do is you got to play. You got to play a rookie quarterback now. So you have him on just his rookie contract while you can spend money on other positions. You know, that's mm-hmm. why the Rams are so good right now. You know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. but this team is lights out, right? And they spent a lot, a lot, a lot of money this offseason. They brought in like 
all top flight players. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, they spent about over $100 million this season just on free wow. agents. Mm. Right? But their quarterback mm. is still on his rookie contract, and they're mm. winning. They're, they're in the perfect situation. They don't have to pay him quarterback money yet. Mm. So you can afford – it's a luxury. You can afford to have all these top flight players on your team. That's what we need to do now. That's where we at. We got a we got a lot of top flight players on our team, but we paying Eli Manning as if he's a top flight player and he's not performing up to standard. So they got mm-hmm. they got to make up their decision, man. They got, they got to make up their mind. They got to either. I don't think you can trade him. I think he got a no trade clause in his contract, so you can't you can't even trade him. You're gonna have um, to ride out this season and then let him go next season. But you mm-hmm. got you have to see. What you got in the quarterback behind him, man? You got to see that. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. do it. I'm gonna give them one more game. If we lose one more game, after that, if they don't put in, you know, the the, the backup quarterback till we see what he got, man. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to start going in on this general manager too, because he ain't he ain't doing what he's supposed to do. Wow. I don't know, but it's just it's mm. tough, man. Because like I said, if you if you look at us on paper. It's no reason why we shouldn't be at least at the top of our division. No reason. With the way mm. that Saquon Barkley has been playing, it's no reason. And, and you sit there and you pay Odell all that money, and you don't even get him the ball? I mean, he, he's had three games already where he's had less than, 100, less than 75 yards. Come on, man. He only got one touchdown on the season. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, if you get it, if you if you uh, yeah, if you get somebody like that, you you should be able to get them the ball and uh, let them earn, let them earn that money. That's what I'm saying. What are you paying for? So we gotta do something. Man. That's that's my rant, man. Y'all listen to the provocation with people, real conversations. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, man. just 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 to shoot out a reminder now. Uh, you, you, you're coming up for the Myers and GAR game on the 27th, right? That's right. And they, they're asking people, right. your mother was saying, they're asking people to wear their 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 Letterman jackets and stuff? Yeah, they said they want the alumni to line up and, like, create a tunnel for when the, the players yeah. run out. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm wearing my joint. My, now, me, huh? Now, my jacket is huge, man. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know why I got the blue jacket when I was that young, but it was it was it's big. <laughs> uh, you might want to have that jacket if, if it's cold out there, man. Oh yeah, I'm not, well, first of all, I was already planning on wearing like a hoodie or something. What I was going to do if if my jacket is, I'm gonna try it on again. If it if it just looks ridiculous, I'm just gonna wear my jersey with a with a hoodie underneath or something, man. Because I can't, I can't be out there with that big old jacket. Now I'm, I'm trying to think to myself, like, okay, I know back then we wore baggy clothes because that's just what that's what we did back then. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But um, I don't I don't remember my coat being that big. That's crazy. <laughs> Your mother that's says she'll wear. I know she will. Yeah, I know she will. So I because uh, I told her I said you know well. And based on the way it was today, if it's going to be, like, you know, cold out there like that, 
I'm probably going to be sitting here at the house, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that football weather, man. You know, I live for that. Yeah, I used to, but, you know, I, I ain't doing like that, you know. Yeah. Well, they might televi- would, it, would they televise that game? I think service electric might be. I think they might right. be uh, covering that game, you know. So I'll, I'll, I'll catch it on there, you know. That's what's up. It should yeah. be fun, man. Yeah. I haven't, you know, I, so, so a lot of my guys I play with, I, I keep in touch with them on Facebook, but it's a lot of cats I haven't seen since like since high school, or since the last, yeah, since like the last football game. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's gonna be crazy to catch. I hope I, you know, it's, you know, sometimes I get a little worried because it's like I'm gonna remember everybody, and then what if they start breaking out like, oh, you remember when we did this? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, <laughs> not really, but okay, you know, but it's all mm-hmm. good, though, man, I'm, I'm still, it's, it should be fun, I look forward to it, um, yeah, it's going to be crazy, it's going to be crazy mm-hmm. out there, there's going to be a lot of people there, oh yeah, definitely, a lot of people, so, that's cool, man, that's cool, so, you know, they, you know, it's kind of crazy, I, I've seen where they're combining all the schools up there, and they came up with a new name for the football team once they combined against the Wolfpack, mm-hmm. which is cool. But I don't know, man. For that area, I don't know if I would went with Wolfpack. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? That's uh-huh. more like Bear Country, ain't it? Up there, who Bear? I mean, that's that's more like Bear Country up there, ain't it? Well. <laughs> I guess, but I guess in the woods, man, I guess, I don't know. You know, I ain't no outdoors person, so. Yeah, I know, but I've heard more, like, you know, living up there, I've heard more about when people have spotted bears in their backyard and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rather than, rather than they say that, well, I saw a wolf. I ain't never heard nobody say that. <laughs> maybe that's what maybe you know? that's what they want, woof. You know, they want to be able to yeah. go out there and say, woof, you know? I guess I guess so. Are they are they start howling or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what somebody. I think uh, someone was saying they was doing that uh, when they announced it or something like that. You know. So yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting I, to see. You know how they how they do. You know. I'm gonna tell you what though. They, that team is gonna be a powerhouse in in the Northeast. I'm telling you. Because mm-hmm. you combine all them schools mm-hmm. together, I know, put like mm-hmm. this. I know, I know this for a fact. If in fact all those schools were combined when I was going to high school, mm-hmm. you know, we might have went undefeated every year. I'm just gonna be honest. Mm. I'm gonna be honest because um, between Jr. And, and Myers, we had some mm-hmm. players back in the day. We had some mm-hmm. players, especially. You mean, especially mm. the time where um you remember you remember uh, Quentin right? Especially the time where he was yep. playing. Yeah. Jr. was they they was tough man. They they had some they had some athletes over there. I forget the kids' names. I know one one of them went to uh was it Nebraska? I don't know. He was a running back. You remember the big boy running back that used to play for Jr. back in the day? The big one. No. The only yeah. one I remember. He was just running. Well, this was this guy was no running back. He was a, like a lineman. That was scrap net. 
You know, he played for the Raiders, I, remember, I think, yeah. at one point. And I think yeah, he played for Carolina, him. too, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember. I, he was on. He was a senior when I was playing on a. He, he came from Myers, right? Who? Uh, Scrap. 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 Scrap came Myers. from GAR, I believe. And okay, I'm, I'm thinking of somebody yeah, else. You remember? Uh, uh, he went to Canada to play for a while. Uh, he used to call him. Did they call Rocky? him Rocket? Yeah. Rocket Ismail. Yeah, yeah, I know yep. him. Yeah. Yeah, everybody know him, but um, it was yep. uh. It was a kid. He played for Notre Dame. Yeah, he played for Notre Dame. Yeah. 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 But all all I'm saying is this. If those schools would have been combined when I was going to school, Mm -hmm. yeah, when it comes to sports, we just just shut the whole Northeast down. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Mm. We'd we'd have been stacked. We'd have been stacked. So I'm I'm curious Mm. to see. Like, from what I see, a a lot of kids I grew up with, you know, their kids are playing now, and you know, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. Matter of fact, you know, um, Josh's son, he's in college now, but he was a beast. He was a beast with J.R. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was a beast. So I, I remember uh, his mother, uh, Felicia, used to post uh, videos and stuff on Facebook all the time. He was tough. I was like, okay. Mm. So I wonder mm. how he's doing it. I'm not sure how he's doing the college, but I know he was tough. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see how it turns out. You know, the only thing with this man is that, you know, I, I ain't one that's big on like. Well, I ain't never been like no big, you know, high school tradition type person. I jump in here and there, but a lot of things are going to be missed uh, when it comes to Myers football. You know, like the, you know, the uh, first of all, the blue and gold because I love you know those. those those colors is as it is, man. Those are my high school colors, the blue and gold. Right, right. And um, you know, running out that tunnel for the games, the stadium, um, the chance, the whole crowd doing the the tomahawk chant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it was just that's gonna be missed. It's a lot of tradition that comes with that. But you know, now you gotta start new traditions. Um, yeah. Wolf pack. Yep. So we'll see how it turns out, man. We'll yep. see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. So I might come up there just to see see a few games or something, man. See what mm. they're doing. You know. But yeah, we got off subject a little bit. Um, y'all want to <laughs> join in? It's provocation, real people, real conversations. Give us a call five one six four one eight five four six seven. Or hit us up on Twitter at the underscore provocation. That's with an eight and not an A. So yeah, man. Um, on a serious note, what do you think about this whole thing with Saudi Arabia, man? And uh, the the journalist, what's his name, Kashagi? Kashagi? Yeah, I I think uh, the Washington Post journalist. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, oh, that's that's tragic, uh, and uh, you know that's you know. I mean, this. I, I I know people might think this, and this, <clears throat> but you know what? I'm not surprised. It always comes down. It always comes down to money, don't it? Right. Where you have the president basically using uh, being the uh, the spokesperson for Saudi Arabia uh, and saying, you know. Uh, 
are we going to, you know, risk losing uh, the arms uh, cell and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, even if you think stuff like that, I mean, think it in private. Don't just, you know, yeah, come out there and, and say something like that. But, I mean, this man was a permanent, uh, not a citizen, but he was a permanent resident of the uh, United States. And he worked at the Washington Post, and he has family. I think his children are United States citizens and so forth. And um, this is just the, 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 the scene that they describe. I mean, I just, can't, I just can't imagine someone being tortured uh, like that. And... Uh, there, uh, there's been already a lot of uh, a lot of the companies. Because I think in two weeks they're supposed to be having this this uh, big uh, big gathering or something. And a lot of the I think Uber, Ford, uh, J, uh, 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 the guy uh, was it Jamie Diamond from. Uh, oh. uh, the large banks, uh, three of the large banks, I think, have pulled out and so forth. So I think there's going to be this uh, ripple effect and so forth. Because once you start going down slopes like that, putting a price tag on your on your uh, your residents or your citizens' head to say, well, you know, you're going to weigh the cost of action, that's just, that's just, that's just inappropriate. Uh, then that makes us all, that makes everybody who travels abroad uh, vulnerable, makes you vulnerable, you know? Yeah, so my thing is this, right? One, um, if they did what they said they did, what they said that the Saudi Arabia, yeah. those, those officials did to this man, that's despicable, yeah. man. Like, you know, that's, that's, yeah. First of all, okay, they try to say, well, right now I'm reading it says Saudis are preparing to admit that he died during interrogation. They're preparing to admit that, mm-hmm. okay? So mm-hmm. my, my question is this. What exactly were you interrogating him for? I, I would need to know that, right? Mm-hmm. And what part of the interrogation said that we need to cut him up into little pieces? Right. And, um, you know... How, how would they interrogate? Were, were you like, were you, because the torture, it seems like, were, they were maybe cutting body parts. Maybe they were cutting off fingers or something. You know, I, I don't know. Like, that's not interrogation, man. That's torture. That's a brutal, that's a brutal, tor- that's torture and it's a brutal murder. That's what that is. Yeah. So, on top, like, if, I, if I know that this is a possibility, why exactly do I want to, Performing arms deal with these people, like this. This is who I want to have guns or these type of weapons. Right. Mm-hmm. People who are willing to do this. Now, this is this I is think... no way at all saying that all Saudi Arabians are this way. It's not saying that at all. Let's just make that clear, because you know people are quick to distort your words, right? Yeah, yeah. But apparently, there is some corrupt, uh, corrupt stuff going on in this government where. If, if something like this was authorized, there is no way any other country should be doing an arms deal with these people. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and to sit here and be like the president. Now they're saying uh, he's saying that the um, criticism over the Saudis may be premature. Hell. Unless you got evidence saying that it wasn't them, then let us know. But from what I've seen, he walked into the embassy. He never came out. And the thing about that is, uh, first of all, uh, he was not, basically, just from what I was able to glean from uh, what I've been hearing, is that he was a critic, but he wasn't the most outspoken critic of the government. Uh, He was just looking for them to expand uh, their liberties. I think women at one point weren't allowed to drive. Now I think they can drive. Things like that to open the the government up uh, and everything. And uh, so he goes into the council list. In Turkey, and I think he went there for personal business, and they told him to come back the following day. Well, okay, so then after they told him to come back, when he left, they got in touch with the people back in Saudi Arabia. They then flew in two jets with 15 people, and they said somebody was carrying, I don't know how they knew that, maybe, I don't know how they were able to get that, but they said it was carrying a bone cutter and stuff like that. And so they took that man and they dismembered his body into small enough pieces where he could be carried out of that embassy without being uh, a poor body. Then, uh, before they let the Turkish government in to inspect, they had a cleanup crew come in ahead of them wow. to, I guess, wow. uh, you know, clean up any, any, any type of residue and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, that's just, that's just, that's, uh, ooh, that's terrible. Yeah, and, and what, where, where, is, where is stuff like this okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand how, how you take such a calm approach. Now, like I said, everybody is, 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 is innocent until proven guilty. Understand them, right? But it's hard yeah. for me to believe that you walk into a building like that and there's not cameras everywhere because it's a government building. You know what I'm saying? To sit there and be like, yo, he already left. Like, we can't just check the footage and see that that's not true? Well, what they did was they believed they turned off the cameras. They showed him entering into wow. the building. And they believe they turned off the cameras where you never see him exit the building and so forth. So, I mean, and that's, okay, so right now you got a, you got a case of basically circumstantial evidence, but people have been convicted on circumstantial evidence where they may not have had clear evidence, but it was enough circumstantial, a preponderance of the circumstantial evidence that had built up. Uh, for people to come to a uh, a conclusion. So, I mean, if, and then uh, on top of that, he had his fiance outside That's crazy. waiting for him to come back out. And he left his, I think, his phone and stuff with her. But they said he had one of those iPhones, 
and he probably had it on, they said he, they think he might have had it on record and stuff like that. So they said they got audio, they have audio, and they have some video. Uh, that's what the Turkish government is saying. And uh, it's a mess, man. That's, that's sad. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. That's, I mean, that's crazy, man. I, it, but at this point, it's like, you know, what do you do? At the end of the day, if it comes, if you come to find out that they really did that, yeah. what do you do at that point? Especially with, with this administration, what exactly do we do? And you know what I'm saying? You know what? Like this is yeah. this is not what I want to be involved with when this guy is in office. And and the the, the same thing, like when you go back to nine eleven, uh, most of the people that were involved in nine eleven were who saw them. You know, they tried right. to put it on, uh, I think, Saddam and stuff like that. But most of those people were Saudi. Yeah. You know? Wow. So, what, if, what you that, know, what do we you do? think, yeah, you think that, you think in 2018 that, that there's, like, nowhere in the world that there's this, uncivilized society. And uh, Mm -hmm. they may have all the modern, they may have all the glamour and they build these beautiful structures, but their, their mind is of, of, of the history that they grew up with. And that's what they were accustomed to. I mean, that's what, yeah, you got the Saudi king. So the king says, boom, that's it. You ain't no jury, that's it, you know? Right, so right. Those are the types of authoritarian, you got this situation in Russia. You got the same situation in Korea. You know, you got the same situation in, what, Venezuela, uh, stuff like that. Those, those are all those authoritarian regimes, you know, <clears throat> And you have a president that seems to he distanced himself from our allies who if you look at most of our allies are are democracies basically. You know. Right. That where the people have some input. Uh but he seems to align himself uh with these authoritarian which he which I which is, is a firm belief by many. That's what he would like to see the United States go. Because he even said in some interview, I don't know if it was a public service uh, broadcast, uh, where he said uh, that maybe uh, one day the United States will have a president like, oh, man, would that be a big mistake, you know? You ain't lying about that, man, because you know. You already see, like... You're going to see how he acts. When is, when is people in place to stop him from doing whatever he want to do? Come on, man. And you know what? Yeah, all authority. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you know, Ron, and this is where, like, we got 21 days before the election. And they say it's right. tightening up. They say Democrats are in, in uh, some of these areas. Uh, they have having tight races. And I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that the Democrats manage to capture at least, at a minimum, the House. Because if they don't, 
It's just going to be, and already, even if they don't capture the House, or you say even if they capture the House, and the Senate is the one that confirms these federal judges, they have put federal judges in place, and these are lifetime appointments. These are appointments that are going to last far beyond uh, 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 President Trump. They will last for decades. and right. uh, I, 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 you know, we had talked about this, I think, when we first started doing this podcast and about term limits and stuff like that. I'm, I'm really thinking, man, because, because we have not had a president with the scruples that this guy has that is willing to test the boundaries of all the democratic norms, the democratic institutions. I, I think as as smart and as wise as the founding fathers may have been, I think that that constitution uh, needs to be uh, looked at and see if there can if it can be strengthened to avoid uh, uh, future presidents from getting away with the stuff that this president has been allowed to get away with. And that's what happens when you have emerging of, you have the president from one party and you have the upper and lower chambers of Congress from the same party. And if, 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 if they put, if they put their party above country, then that's, this is exactly what we have is what we got right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully this time around we'll learn from history, you know, that we don't want to go back there again. Please. You know what's good? Well, it was just good so- to see today. I was, I was watching, uh, I think it was CNN, and you know, they, they do the panel with certain types of voters and stuff like that. Right. So they had the one where the independence was up there, and I'm like, you know what? They talk, they, that's, you know what? That's exactly where I'm at. The way that they're talking is exactly how I feel. And I'm glad to see other independents feel the same way. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, we, maybe we could rise up and save the country this time. Can we do that, please? I hope so. I really do hope Jesus. so. Yeah, Jesus. Because man, this is, so this is, much is riding oof. on this election. Yeah. So much. I don't know, man. I, th- I think that this... Uh, this whole thing with the Saudis is, is is probably going to get a lot uglier than what we believe. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Because I'm worried about what it looks. All signs pointed that they that they made this happen. Okay. All right. signs pointed that. So basically, what do we do at this point? And I, and I am not comfortable with who is currently running the country. No, because I'm not comfortable with that. If- if, if 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 we continue down the path that we're on, we are going to alienate all of our uh, allies. And we, if, if, if we have not done that already, you know, the likelihood of that happening is even more uh, greater. You know, so it's just this. I, I this is what this is why I say. The Constitution may need to be reexamined or relooked at 
and so forth because I've never seen, well, I've never seen it, where one person comes in and can have the profound impact on a country without even a shot being fired, without even an invading force as what Trump has done to this country. Right. Yeah. He's put us in a worse position. He's put us in a worse position because um, everybody knows that you're stronger together. That's that's just what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like when you when you uh when you close a fist, it's gonna hurt more when it's a closed fist than when it's an open hand. Yeah, it, it hurt to right. get slapped, yeah. but you might go to you might go to sleep if you get punched. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So um, he's basically he guys walking around with an open hand right now. That's what's happening. We slapping people. We you know. We're not prepared to, to punch back if somebody punches us first because we're separated. Yeah, and then and it's over the dumbest things. It's the dumbest things. It's, the dumbest thing, and then on top of that, it's over the dumbest things. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't know, we don't even know because we got another two years to deal with. We don't know what's in store the next two right. years for the next two years. We don't. There could be another war we get dragged into. We don't know. And it's just, it's just, it's just mind boggling to me. Because I guess, I guess is that, well, it's just mind boggling how one person and come in, but you have a political party that is complicit in allowing that person the free reign that that they have. Yeah, we got we got lazy too. You know, what I'm saying we. Got, I think everybody got comfortable. Like, you know, it's just it's some stupid people out there. We got to deal with them, but most of us are. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, when you see the when you see the results of the election, you were like, "Damn, um, we might have a lot more people out here who don't have common sense than we think." Right. So we we need to stand up and do something about this, and I think that's where people at right now. And I hope it reflects uh, in this in this upcoming elections because I know I'm ready to vote. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I well, wait. You know, I've been one of those. I've been too. one of those states too. I'm in one of those states, too, where the Republicans is trying to cheat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, you you got that. You got North Dakota. You got Georgia. You know, it's just, this is ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. You would think, what do people fear about everyone having the ability to vote and their there's so much energy put in denying people the right to vote. And, and, and you, you make them right. jump through all these different hoops. All these different hoops. Oh, Texas, you got Texas, North Dakota, you got Georgia, you know? Crazy. But, 
But you know what's even crazy is that the other side argues about voter fraud all the time. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. this is ba- this is basically a a form of that because you're robbing people of their ability to vote by putting up yeah. roadblocks. Yes, it's still corrupt either way. That's a, it's, that's a, it's such a like I hear so much so much contradiction coming from the other side. I don't take them seriously anymore, man. <laughs> yeah. I agree. This is what it is. I don't take them seriously, but another good episode. Another good conversation, man. We'll be back next week for sure. I can't say what day. I ain't going to set myself up for that. You know? <laughs> you don't want to mislead the people, right, Ron? Yeah, I don't want to mislead the people, but just keep tuning in because I see that you are listening, so we appreciate it. All right. Stay tuned. But, uh, Please stay tuned. Provocation, real people, real conversations. Pop guy, anything you want to say before we got out of here, man? No, I think we pretty much covered it all. And uh, just telling everybody, well, we'll get another bite at it, encouraging people to get out there and make sure they show up at the polls. Yes, sir. Get ready to get out vote, man. Start spreading the word now, yo. This is a group effort. Okay. Yeah. With that said, we out of here, man. All right.